Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So a lot of folks are uh, trying to help Republicans figure out where to go now. And, I, I, you know, some people have said, oh, Ronald Reagan couldn't get elected in the Republican Party today. I don't think that's true. I really, I, I don't think that's true. I think Ronald Reagan would do uh, very well in the Republican Party um, today. We're still talking about, I mean, in my opinion, the same issues, the same things that people have been concerned about for decades. I think there's some criticism uh, that Republicans, when they do get into authority, don't successfully execute on solving the problems that they've identified for the last 30 or 40 years. I mean, in all candor, I think that's a problem. Uh, but Democrats, man, they're talking about a whole different set of issues. Can you imagine Bill Clinton talking about this trans issue or late-term abortion, you know, on the day of the delivery of the baby? Um, you know, it, it's suddenly acceptable that that's, that's okay, and how dare you suggest that maybe that's inappropriate? I don't think Bill Clinton would be on board with that. So the party that you know, I'm partisan, so maybe I can't see it. I acknowledge that. But I think um, I, I think the Democrat Party has really changed. Dr. Steve Allen is with us. He's the vice chair of the conservative caucus that's based up uh, in uh, northern Virginia. So he knows Virginia politics pretty well. And you've, you've written about Ronald Reagan's vision of a populist GOP coming true. What do you mean by that, Dr. Allen? And good morning to you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, I was I'm I'm an old enough. I was a young campaign staffer uh, in the Reagan campaign in '75 and '76. Oh, okay. And uh, he gave a speech at at a CPAC uh, conference where he talked about the need for the Republican Party to get away from its country club big business image and to be the party of the of men and women in the factories, uh, the uh, farmer, the cop on the beat. Uh, and uh, and and that sort of set the stage, I think, for the long struggle within the Republican Party uh, over its uh, its image uh, that it used to be the it used to be the country club party uh, when I was a kid, and we we set out to change that, and I think that's what's happened now. Uh, you 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 see that uh, working class people, uh, the Republican Party is is their party. It is, and that, that's just a complete. That's a that's that's a seismic shift. It's it it big, happened over a long period of time, so we didn't really notice it as much. Yeah, a, a big dramatic situation that now uh, you look at the CEOs of the major tech corporations, and uh, you know 
the, the companies that are driving much of the American economy, and we almost reflexively assume that they're big left-wing liberals now, instead of the... Uh, I don't. I don't know how we would dress them in our head if we were thinking of the Republican conservative, um, you know, capitalist moneymaker that used to head those uh, uh, companies. Now that's just not the case. Why do you think yeah, that yeah. business has shifted? Uh, it got greedy is one thing. Uh, you you had the, the left is very clever in mm-hmm. how they operate. Mm-hmm. They sit out basically in the 1930s. They realized they weren't going to get it elected running openly as leftists. So they, they decided they had to do the long march through the institutions, they called. And uh, that was where they would take over the academic world. They would take over the media. And then they would even take over the corporate world uh, and put the kind of pressure. Uh, and I saw that. I was writing about this 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get uh, invited by, um, as a reporter, uh, covering the tech industry, and I would get invited to things, and uh, they would assume that being a reporter and being from Washington, I was a, a lefty. So they would confide in me. And uh, and what was happening is they were taking over the HR departments. Yes. They were taking over the public relations departments in corporations, and that was the first step. And then eventually it was to the point where uh, they, they controlled the boardrooms, uh, and uh, and that's where we are now. And, and you have things like the uh, development of, uh, using uh, slave labor from China and other uh, countries, uh, Vietnam and so forth, and and so uh, they they had a way to make money. And the left is very clever. Remember that was sort of Mussolini's uh, uh, idea that if he could cut a deal with big business, uh, then uh, the socialists and the big business uh, people could uh, hold hands. Uh, Old hands and, and mutually profit from how the government was run. And, and uh, that's executing what we call fascism. It, <laughs> executing it so well here. You know, that's interesting that you bring up the HR department. I've got a couple of friends in HR, and they get mad when I say, um, and you know, with one exception, they are all left of center. Some of them are really crazy left of center and don't speak to me anymore. But that HR um, gatekeeper function where someone like me would apply for like a VP of communications position. And then the HR person would say, Oh, you were an intern in president Reagan's office in LA. And then you were the communications director for George Allen of Virginia, the Republican in the Senate. Uh, no, you, you know, you just don't even make the cut. And for the longest time I was, I thought, well, gosh, what is going on here? I think my resume is pretty good. And you know, I'm a nice enough guy. You meet me. There's nothing, you know, after working with me for six months, you might wonder what's up. But, you know, at least first impressions, I think I give a pretty good first impression. And I thought, what is going on here? And more and more people were saying, you're just too conservative for these companies. And I thought they're kind of mainstream companies. But I think that HR component has really impacted who gets the opportunity to lead in those second and third tier positions before you even get to the to the c-suite yeah and one one of the the really uh, you might say scary parts of this is Mm -hmm. 
that they're now blocking off oper- uh, economic opportunities to people yeah. because you're not able to get those corporate jobs that uh, conservatives used to be able to get. And then the same thing is happening in, happening in the at the academic level. Right. So for years they had a thing called uh, Revolution by Search Committee where uh, they would take over the college faculties by making sure they controlled uh, the committee to pick the new faculty members. Right. And if you do that long enough, you take, well, then now it, that's the way it is with admissions. So uh, you'll notice that uh, no more than 7% or so of the students who get into, into Harvard or Yale are um, conservatives or moderates or, for that matter, what we used to call liberals, but people who were for things like free speech. Uh, and they, they are systematically shutting off those uh, opportunities to people who don't agree with them uh, and, uh, you know, toward, uh, well, totalitarianism, the idea that everything, you know, they control all the institutions. There's nothing independent of their point of view. Isn't that remarkable? You know, working as an intern in the Congress used to be something you would highlight in uh, in a resume or, you know, if you if you volunteered on a political campaign, you might put that in if you're applying for a school. But I've got friends of mine who have kids who are at that age where they're applying to school and they are sanitizing the CV to make sure that it doesn't reveal that they are right of center because they figure that oh. the admissions department is going to immediately torpedo them. That's that's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, and, and because because I started out doing things like working in the, in the Reagan campaign, um, that's plagued me my entire working. I've yeah. had to have try to write my resume around that sometimes when I was looking for a job. Uh, my son uh, was one of 100, I think it was 112 young people in the entire country who was selected to be a, uh, a page at the Republican convention uh, in 2020, which mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't happen. Yeah. But, but still, that was quite an honor. And you would think that would be something that he could put on his uh, college application oh, and so no. forth. But no, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. Pretty remarkable. Uh, and, well, yeah, before we yeah. run out of time, let me ask you, if, if you were sitting with the newly elected members of the Republican caucus in the House of Representatives and those who were vying to be in leadership, what would you say that they should do in these first couple of months to try to reclaim the narrative and make sure that the people who turned out to vote for them feel validated by their presence in Washington. Yeah, they've got to, I, I think they've got to have some leadership changes. And even if they, even if it's not realistic to expect the top jobs, maybe to be, to switch over, mm-hmm. I think they've really got to look at who the, the second tier people are because the Republicans are just terrible, terrible at politics. And that's been the case my entire life. Uh, and uh, they they don't know how to play the game, and they need to get people who are good uh, political operators in the sense of knowing which issues to pick to highlight to people. I mean, most people out there, uh, and many of the best issues the Republicans had in this election, people never heard about them because obviously they're not going to hear about them from the media. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you've got to be able to have a communication strategy, but you've got to be able to not just say Republicans are wonderful folks, mm-hmm. But here are the specific issues uh, that uh, and we've got a whole list of, you know, and uh, Newt Gingrich, when he did the contract with America, everything on there was something that had at least 60 percent support. in the yes. American people. And it was kind of specific, yeah. wasn't it? You know, this this new was version was very generic this year. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were serious about it. Newt, Newt was serious about it. And they even, uh, TV Guide at the time was the number one magazine in America. Oh. And they had a, a full-page ad that you could tear out. It was set so you could, like, you know, it was scored so you could tear it out and take it with you and show it to your friends. Yeah. And that had the contract with America on it. That's how yeah. serious they were. Yeah, it's and like somebody, like that. somebody's coming over to tell you how to make your house look more beautiful, and they tell you, we're just going to make this... You know, the, the showstopper house on the block, that doesn't do it for me. I need to know, okay, we're going to put flowers over here. We're going to have a fresh coat of paint. I'm going to make the right. door red instead of black. I'm going to – I think that specificity is also something that was missing this year. Because if you, if you tell people things that you're going to do and then you actually execute on it, you got that checklist that you can say, I, you know, promises made, promises kept. It's not just generic um, – feel-good stuff, I, I, I think either side can win if they deliver for their people. It's interesting. Dr. Allen, I appreciate it. Dr. Steve Allen, who's the vice chair of the Conservative Caucus Think Tank up in Northern Virginia, please stay in touch because we'll have a lot to talk about over the next couple of months, won't we? Oh, absolutely. Look forward to it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.